standing on a broken field White crippled wings beating the sky The harbingers of war with the nature revealed And our chances flowing by If I can let the And welcome to the Barbie Cast, the flagship podcast of all things Barbie. I'm your host, Amaya, and I am on a mission to discover the unique tales that make each member of our family so wonderfully distinct. In the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, it's easy to forget that the people we all call family are, in fact, just characters in our most extraordinary story. So every episode, we're going to sit down with a different member of the Burbe family and just have a chat, understand their journey, and get to know them better. No scripts, no filters, just genuine conversations aimed at uncovering the fascinating, the quirky, and the chaotic layers that only the Burbe family can provide. After all, what better way to honor our family then by getting to know each other just a little better. That song you've been listening to is called War by a group known as Poets of the Fall. And this song is the all-time favorite song of my guest today, Arya Bednary. So, without further ado, here is Arya. Today we have Arya. Um, Arya, why don't we start off by some quick introductions? Why don't you introduce yourself really quickly? Hi, uh, I'm Arya. I am uh, Madhushri's son. I am currently a graduate student uh, at University of Buffalo in New York. I uh, study mathematics. I'm currently doing my PhD in math. Um, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I'm from Pune, Maharashtra. Um, yeah. So again, just to set the stage again for those of our listeners, right? You are Madhushri's son, right? Madhushri yes. is the son of the recently departed Bhai Kaka. Bhai Kaka mm-hmm. and my father are real brothers, right? That's Vijay Kaka Bhai yes. Kaka. And I am, uh, of course, you know, so son of my father. So that makes me and your mom, Madhushri, as first cousins. Cool. So again, welcome yeah. to the show. Um, are you nervous, tired of being here? Have you done something like this before? Uh, I haven't done something like this before, but I think I'm fine. Uh, this yeah. is just like this feels like a regular conversation, and just, yeah. that's what I wanted it to be like. But I was just curious: like, has anyone ever interviewed you either in school or at work, as or, you know, something as a fun thing, even when you go to a party? Has anyone mm-hmm. ever sat down and asked you like ten questions, or is this like, really the first time that people are? getting to have a Q&A session with you? I mean, a lot of people keep asking me uh, more uh, about my work and okay. uh, questions like, um, 
how did you end up doing a phd and that's like the, a common question i keep getting asked and like i have um, standard responses for all of those questions but uh this interview is going to be a lot more and like awesome i have uh, spoken to some people about my hobbies i've spoken to a different set of people about like my work and this is going to like this is going to be sort of a collection of all those conversations into a uh, big conversation i guess um, so yeah, so let's start, you know, uh, you're born in Pune. you went to school in Pune, right? Did you do your entire I school? I did go to school in Pune. Yeah, the yes. entire school, right? The first to 10th, I think it is, or first to 12th, first to 10th in first Pune? To, first to 12th standard was in Pune, yes. Okay, and uh, which, which school was that? This was in New India School. It's a lesser known school in Pune. It's a, okay. It was a very tiny school. I think um, in, for example, in my class, there were like 30 students. Um, and there were like two batches so in okay. like the there were about like 60 kids in the same age group as me uh, in the school at one time so uh, it's like one of the smaller schools but um i liked the fact that it was a smaller school because i could um get away with more things <laughs> than a more structured bigger school i guess were in a small school. So did you ever go to like a, I know now university, it's, you know, University of Buffalo and even the university even before that was much larger than that. But in your schooling, did you ever experience a larger school or were you always in a small school for all the 10 years? Uh, actually, surprisingly, I was in smaller schools um, throughout my schooling. So like um, yeah. in undergrad, the entire institute had only 150, stu uh, 150 students and uh that is across all years so it was like even like a really tiny school and here here at um in grad school there are only like what 60 odd grad students across all years because like grad programs are usually smaller so um i haven't like been in a massive school so some of the advantages are like you know all your teachers like really know you personally and like know what every student is doing which is yeah. harder to get yeah. in a larger school it's definitely more advantageous when you're in a smaller segment. You get to know each other, right? And I guess your mm -hmm. comfort seems to be in that smaller pocket, right? That's what sort of gravitates you towards that. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So, growing up in Pune school, did you have a lot of friends growing up? Would you consider yourself like a lot of friends or just a, a few friends that you hung out with on a daily basis? I would say um, in like when I was uh, when I was little, I used I used to have like only like two or three really close friends but then uh when i entered like 10th 11th 12th grade i had um, a larger group of friends um because i used to go to the tuition classes so i had like a tuition classes say a group of friends and then i had so a group of friends from just school and so um like the friend circle increased as i was exposed to more things i guess um yeah and like once we uh, were cycling like 10, 11, 12, we also had um, a scooters and our, like a personal modes of transportation. We weren't like relying on our parents to uh, go to places. So then um, hanging out with uh, friends from different places like increased. So yeah, the social circle was much nicer. Yeah, small, but then as you became more independent, you sort of widened and mm -hmm. had more because you were more uh, mobile, right, and independent. So, okay. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, Madhushi is your mom. So just curious, how was mm -hmm. it like you know, being brought up by her? Because I know she, you know, she brought you up single-handedly. She had, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. yeah, 
or living with her parents or just like grandparents and parents of and just her so what was it like you know growing up with her just uh she had some long trips in when i was growing up so like, i think the first one i remember was she had like a month long trip or so in the us when i was like um five or six years old so uh very little and uh i still remember like uh, i used to have skype calls with her um um uh, back in india um she like travel was a thing so that at uh, at some point like when i was uh, in school like um there weren't a lot of opportunities for both of us were traveling we it was uh, more of just in pune uh growing up uh, with her was fine at like i remember when i was very little i used to be uh, slightly scared of her but then as we uh, like as i grew older like uh, i reached my rebellious phase where i was no longer scared of her So like uh, yeah. you were scared of her, but then, then I guess your grandparents were there, so they were like the less scary people. Yeah, exactly. Cop, bad cops, and mother was the bad cop. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, you lived, and I think you lived in just that one flat, right? I I stayed with her yeah. recently. Was it like one flat the whole time? Um. So you started school. You had uh ten years. I think ten years of school. What's your What's like the one memory of school that you still remember very fondly? Of you know, either first grade, tenth grade, and anything in the middle. So, um, uh, in my school years, so this is actually not a memory from school, but I, um, in eighth standard, I joined this uh, coaching institution called Emprakash Academy, which is, uh, in theory, an IITJE coaching institution, but not really. So, um, this. what well, this person emprakash is like this really fiery dude and uh, i was in eighth grade and i like by at that point i didn't really like math so um, i was only like, i totally did not like math i was only like um, learning math because my mom was telling me to and uh, there were def- def- many instances where where my mom was like uh, annoyed at me for not being able to do simple math uh so then i met this uh, like i started going to this coaching institute and uh, this guy was like a fiery dude he was like you know um everything your teachers are telling you is a lie like you should always question what they're trying to tell you and like you know he um he had a firstly he had a lot of interesting math to say but he also had like you know um like ways to make us more independent so one of the examples was he um for uh, while coaching us for a particular examination he um realized that all of us have schools in the morning and we have like random coaching classes and sports and other things that go on in the evening but we all want to meet up uh, every day to study for this exam so let's just meet at night so the class used to start at like 10:30 pm and go until 1 am wow just so he was like very eccentric and um like that really radically changed my thoughts about math and like i was like yes i'm doing this uh like brave fancy thing that no one else is doing i want to keep doing this and that sort of got me hooked onto math and like um when i enrolled into that academy i think that was a big personality change for me and i think that was a big moment so interesting so it is mostly because of this person that your mindset on math changed and you began to like math and you began to have more of an interest in math right mm-hmm. um 
Are you still in touch with this person? Uh, I still am in touch with this person. Definitely, every time I visit India, I try to schedule a meeting with him. He uh, is now old, so he doesn't uh, teach the students himself, but the academy is still going on, and it's still fun to chat with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can relate to that, right? Because you know, relationships you form in the formative years, you sort of tend to keep for mm -hmm. your entire life, right? And the older if the relationship is slightly older in the life, you tend to keep on to it a lot less. At least that's my experience. So yeah, I'm not surprised that this was a formal relationship. So, you know, that was the one I think you said you were in eighth grade, sort of turned your mindset around, made you sort of start liking math, made you look at math with a different mindset and you liked it. And that took you on to college. So when you then graduated school, finished school, and then were looking at college. At that point of time, had you already decided on pursuing math, or was it still like a formative thing that was happening internally within you? That's a great question because um, I knew that I liked math, but then um, liking math is slightly different from like you know pursuing a career in math because like at uh, some point, like I didn't know what a career in math could be like, and uh, is that a reasonable thing to pursue? So um, in twelfth standard, I attended this summer camp at Boston University. It's called Promise. So uh, this uh, person in Prakash uh, told me about that this camp exists. You should try applying for it. And I applied for it. And miraculously, I got accepted. So I came to Boston for a summer. And there I met a lot of um, like uh, experienced math undergrads from different like fancy universities like Harvard and MIT. And uh, I was chatting with them. And I was like, wow, these people are so cool. They are doing math uh if I, I can also start doing math and be like that and that's how like i sort of got an assurance that like doing like doing being a math major is not necessarily a bad option and you still have a lot of opportunities and that's how i that uh pushed me over the edge into becoming a math major i guess interesting so you moved or at least you traveled to boston when you were in the 12th grade right all the way to boston Mm -hmm. uh, was that the first time that you were traveling overseas by yourself? That was the first time I was traveling overseas by myself. It was a uh, fun story. Uh, the first time I was traveling overseas by myself, I landed into, at Newark Airport. It was United Airlines. And the connecting flight was to Boston. And um, our first flight got delayed. So I missed my connecting flight to Boston. And I was like, wow, this is my first flight. And I've missed my first flight. It's amazing. It worked well, out, but get used to it. So you know, delayed flights are like a part of the yeah. course these days. So, so I want to just want to pull that thread a little bit more. So first, you know, twelfth you know, grade. So how old were you? Twelfth grade. I'm trying to do my math. Which I'm it math. is. I was seventeen. You were seventeen. So seventeen year old traveling by yourself, brand new country, international, going to mm -hmm. US for the first time. Was it? I'm guessing it was both scary as well as exciting, right? So I know it's been a while. So yes. what what two facets still do you remember? Do you remember it being scary? Do you remember it being exciting? Or do you remember it being a bit of both? What what stands out to you now from that trip that you took? Um a bit of uh it was it was a combination of scary and exciting, I guess. Um in the scary part. So um firstly I did not have um US phone number i did not like so i did not have as much money so i was uh, it was scary because like i 
there were all these American people who, um, like the American kids who came to the camp sort of like knew each other from different places. So they already had their friend circles and I had to like go in there and try to be like them. And at first no one understood my accent. So it was like, I'm trying to communicate with these people and um, get to know them. But it was also exciting because like all the things that you see in movies, like the American architecture and uh, um, like, you know, the, the big American class, uh, classrooms in universities and so on. So I was able to um, get a part of that and like just go out, eat a lot of like different types of food and all like, yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, I bet in Boston's a good city, right? Boston's a very good city, mm -hmm. big city, multicultural city. You get to experience a bit of both. Um, luckily, or hopefully, you sh you got to experience it in the summer, not the winter. Because yes, it was it was summer. Yeah, it was the summer, so now you know what winter is like. So I guess you know. And again, yeah. you know, my two cents is that if you had come in during the winter time, it would have dealt for a completely different experience because the weather is so different. Mm -hmm. right? And when you're coming from India, the, the, the extreme cold is, is not what we're used to, right? You have your your brown yep. skin for reason, right? So mm -hmm. you don't have to be, you don't have to be cold, but that's good. So so that was a really formative trip for you, right? You had you, you know mm -hmm. what I would call a mentor who recommended you go there. You did this. You took the guts to take the trip on your own. So just curious, was your mom okay with you going? Did she sort of try to stop you? Did she encourage you? What was that relationship like when you told her you wanted to go to Boston all by yourself? So this is her take from um, like now. So uh, back then she uh, was only excited because like uh, it was sort of her dream that like her kid goes to the US and so on. But but like um, like now if you ask her, her first reaction was like, oh yeah, let him apply. He's not going to get in. That was her first thought when she uh, encouraged me to apply. And then I did the interview and I got accepted. And she was like, wow, I guess she's going and like. She definitely was scared. She, I think her primary worry was that I lose my passport. And uh, <laughs> luckily, I did not lose my passport. <laughs> no, that, that's good. And, and it's OK if you have lost your passport. Because if you have lost your passport, you're learned how to go apply for a new one in a brand new country. And that's <laughs> so, you know, that's, yeah. you don't worry about that. But yeah, so overall, I think she was OK with it. Kind of sounds mm -hmm. like she wasn't sure you were going to get in. So she wasn't even thinking of you going because she wasn't really sure but at that time i guess was supportive of you going right yeah it happened really fast like the uh, interview uh for this camp was in may and i was in the i like flew to this camp by end of june so it was okay. like there was not much time where uh, we had to process right so so you're there in short amount of time and then i guess to you that was the introduction of potentially what uh, mathematics will offer you beyond school, right? Is that when you still the thought of mm -hmm. the, the pursuing mathematics like as a area of study? Is, would that trip be the one of the things, or what? What yes. so beyond what we want to yes. call it, right? So, can you talk to me about what the journey was from that camp all the way to you sort of applying and you know graduating from the whole math thing? What was that journey like? Uh, so yeah, so when I went to this camp, I um. I didn't just like, uh, I met all these uh, undergrads who are studying math and I sort of heard words that of things that they are studying, some topics that they are studying and that sort of uh, piqued my curiosity. So I had, I now had resources. I now had friends who I could talk with about math 
and I had different books I should be reading and different like I had more guidance. So after that, like when I got back to India, I sort of had a clear idea of what I want to be studying the uh, rest of the school year, and then I just kept uh, going through the textbooks that were recommended and just kept doing my own thing. So after that, like that sort of gave me a clear direction in what I wanted to study. And then I just went home and sort of studied things on my own, I guess. And um, so since that point, for the next five years or so, every summer I have been going to this camp at Washington University. And every summer I used to meet new people, learn new topics, and then go back to India and learn more things. So this also helped me all through undergrad in figuring out what kind of math I like. No, that is such a great experience, right? Not only are you going there to give knowledge or getting knowledge in return, you're experiencing different a different country, which I think as you travel more and more, I'm guessing you steadily got more and more comfortable with the country, right? Because culturally it takes it, it you know it takes a while to adopt in a country, but those repeated travels helped you in more ways than one, right? You got education, you gave education, made you comfortable with you know the US as a whole, as a country as a whole, and that sort of allowed you to think about coming here and then pursuing your master's, right? So, so actually, let me step back. So talk to me about where you did your graduation. Where, which college did you graduate from? Uh, Chennai Mathematical Institute. It's a small mathematics college in Chennai. So that's so that's a different thread there too, right? So, so this is you coming back from Boston camps, being educated, and then now you want to go to uh, a city outside Pune for your, uh, mm -hmm. so was that something you wanted to do yeah. or is it just so happened that Chen Chennai was the place where the institute opened? Were you, I guess what I'm asking is, were you looking to get out of Pune or you just happened to go to Chennai because the institute you wanted to go to was in Chennai? Um, that's a good question. If, um, I'm, I'm thinking now that if, uh, so I primarily wanted to go to this place because a lot of my, friends who were also into math were going to this place. So I um, I had heard that this was sort of like, if you want to study math, then this is the place to go to. That is what mm -hmm. I had been told. Uh, so that's uh, how it went. Now, um, at, so at that point, I was not thinking about whether it's Chennai or Pune. But um, if this place was just in Pune, uh, it, and I might still just have gone to this place. I, yeah. Okay. So I don't okay, think so, it, uh, yeah. Okay, no, that's good. But at least, you know, you knew what you wanted, right? Your mindset, this is what I yeah. want to be. It just happens to be in Chennai. Um, so yeah, so Chennai, how long were you in Chennai for that uh, undergrad course? Or how long did you spend it? Uh, it was a three-year course. I was there for two and a half years because COVID. And okay. last semester was online. OK. But I graduated in COVID. You graduated in COVID. So you're a COVID graduate, OK. And Chennai, again, you know, vastly different culturally to Boston and Pune, and I'm sure you experienced Mumbai too, yeah. right? So Chennai must have been culturally very, very different too. So what, what do you remember the most or what stands out to you from, from your from the two and a half years you spent in Chennai? Were you living by yourself or were you living in a hostel or what was... I was living in a hostel. So I was living in a hostel. It was like very far from Chennai, the city. So okay. um, it was sort of like a bubble where uh, there were like some restaurants and things nearby and most most of the time we spend 
in the hostel or going to nearby places. Uh, one of the things I noticed that Chennai had a really good public transport system and every all their bus attendants and shopkeepers, everyone knew English. So I didn't feel like I'm in this different state where I don't know their language. So uh, like more people there spoke English than Hindi. Um, so it was very easy to get around Chennai with, uh, without knowing Tamil. Interesting. And you feel if the roles were reversed, if someone from Chennai was in Pune, he would not have that good of an experience, right? Because Pune is, you you definitely need to know at least Hindi or Marathi. English is not as commonly yes. found, especially in public transport, right? So that must have, that must have been yes. a really positive experience. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, at least why I found that if you can communicate with the locals, if you go to a different place, it just makes for mm -hmm. so much better experience, right? So um yes. so, so you were there for yes. two and a half years you did the last six months remotely so were you back in pune or were you doing it remotely in your hostel from uh, from chennai what were the last six months like for you i was back in pune the last six months were very chaotic um i was uh like so the last six months was like i had i knew that i'm going to university of buffalo for grad school but in March, uh, COVID was announced and everyone sort of just went back home and we were um, sitting there. And the visa offices were all closed, so I wasn't able to come to Buffalo in August of 2020, which is when I was I was supposed to uh, have started. I joined Buffalo in January 2021 because of the delay. Um, those six months were kind of half hazard. Um, I had six months of not knowing what to do. I was just studying on my own or um, just ha hanging out at the house. It was sort of like an extended vacation. That's what it was like for most people studying in COVID, right? So um, you know, it sounds like you it was a small hiccup or a speed bump. You managed to navigate it, applied for Buffalo, then you appeared in Buffalo. So did you land in Buffalo bank smack in the middle of winter? Was that when you first landed in Buffalo or did you at least have some oh, spring? I have a I have a good story about this. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So what was it like when you first landed uh, in Buffalo? So, so I got um by the, before I had come to Buffalo, I had come to Boston for uh, four times or so. So I was like, oh, coming to the US easy, I've done this, it's gonna be fine. Uh first assumption. There's going to be free open Wi-Fi anywhere, so I don't need to get a SIM card. I can just go there and figure it out. Which is true in Boston. You can find like open Wi-Fi at so many places that you can get around without a SIM card. Secondly, uh, oh, I can just get to the airport and call an Uber, and that's that. So I uh, came to the airport, and it was um, around like 3 a.m. or so. First, tried to go, go to Uber. I was not able to find any cabs. So I went to the airport cabs and I was like, I told them, I told them the address and said, okay, take me, take me to this place. It, uh, case in point, uh, like just, uh, there was a lot of snow and it was like very cold. And I was, I had a jacket that I had bought in India, but it was still not enough for Buffalo cold. But anyways, so I tell this airport cab that I want to go to this place and he takes me to a place and I get off and I have like four big suitcases only to realize that it's not the correct place. 
to uh, have landed. So I knock on the door and I tell them, hey, is this where I'm, suppo like, where I'm supposed to be? And they're like, oh no, that place is very far from here. And I ask them, hey, can you call me a cab? Uh, I have cash. I had some cash with me. I, I can pay you. You should. Can you call me a cab? They were like, yeah, fine. Just wait outside. The cab will be here in 20 minutes and so on. So I was waiting. There's no cab. Then I knocked back after like 20, 25 minutes that, hey, uh, did you call a cab? They're like, oh, yeah, the cab is coming. Cab is coming. Don't worry. Just wait 15 more minutes. Uh, he'll be here. I waited some more. No cab. So then I sort of dragged all my suitcases to a nearby 7-Eleven. And I was like, hey, I need a favor. I need to use your cell phone. So then I called my friend from, um, like, called a friend who I knew who was also from India. That, hey, this is the situation. Here's where I am. Come pick me up. And then he got a cab and picked me up and so on. So, yeah, well, that was a very exciting very exciting first day. Welcome to Buffalo, right? Kind of thing. So, so how far? Yeah. From, how far from where you were supposed to go did the cab driver drop you off? Was it like ten and fifteen miles, or just like two or three miles from where you? Were? How far away was he? It was. It was at least fifteen miles. So the idea is like I was supposed to be dropped at twenty-five Springville Avenue, and he dropped me at twenty-five Springfield Avenue. Ah, completely different and, Okay. Yes. Well, interesting first day at Buffalo for sure. <laughs> you're there and you you know you like yeah. it. So tell me what's it like to you know you how long have you lived in Buffalo now? I have been here for three years now. I think it's the best city in the world. I would be very happy to just live here all my life. Okay, that's that's good to hear. So in spite of that, you know, a little bit of a hiccup <laughs> when you landed, sounds like it has grown. So what do you like? I know you're a student, so you're, I'm guessing you're probably happening mostly uh, where students go. But what is it that you like about Buffalo? I mean, I know, I know you're not going to say the cold because very few people say I like Buffalo because of the of the cold weather. <laughs> what, what do you like about Buffalo? Uh, many things. So, firstly, the food here is really good. Uh, for example, Buffalo wings invented in Buffalo. Um, Niagara Falls is nearby, so anytime you want to try to convince someone to visit you, you can just be like. Hey, come to come visit me. We'll go to the fall, to the falls, and that's a big selling point. Um, American football, Buffalo Bills culture is really big here, and um, it's very hard to not follow football when you're in Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really I think it's a perfect in between a big city and a small town where you have all the good things that a big city should have. You have all the things you want to do, but there's also no traffic. There's never issues with parking and stuff like that. So there's like a lot of open space and gardens and stuff. It's a very, very interesting way you describe it. It's like it's the perfect midpoint between a big city and a and a small city. I guess I never thought about that, but it makes sense, right? You say you get the benefits of both. You get the benefits of being in a small city, but also you get the benefits of being in a big city when you're not far from everything. So yeah, it's a very interesting way of looking mm -hmm. at it. So how's your friend circle like? Do you have a lot of friends uh, or do you have like just two or three friends from college? What What does your social life look like? Uh, my social life is currently pretty active. I uh, go to the department every day and spend most of my time in the department. Um, so I am hanging out with a lot of grad students all day, every day. Um, 
in the evenings, I'm currently big into Ultimate Frisbee. Um, so I found some Facebook groups where um, we just do pick up Ultimate Frisbee games like three times a week. So uh, that's another place where I meet new people. And I also really like my roommates who are, uh, I have three roommates. Um, we all met because we were all math grad students and we also mutually loved board games. So we have a big collection of board games in our house that, um, and we have like impromptu board game nights almost every other evening. It's very fun. Interesting. So um, what what's your favorite board game so far that you guys end up playing a lot? Um, so some of uh, the one favorite board game is a hard question. I can tell you top three. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> so Terraforming Mars is uh, uh, one of the board games. Sight is another board game. And I would say Tyrants of the Underdark. Roughly, these are all very similar themes. They are uh, worker placement and also um, deck builder. So you are in each turn, you're collecting some cards, placing some workers, and um, expanding your territory to get more points and so on. So sort of like, again, I'm embarrassed to admit that I never played any of those three games you mentioned. I haven't even heard of those three games you mentioned. So, you know, no harm raising hand and saying I don't know. But the genre you talk about sounds like Settlers of Catan. Would that be a close enough approximation? Yes. How... Okay. So, okay. I would say the worker placement aspect, uh, aspect is like risk. And uh, okay. the like Settlers of Catan is where you like gather resources to do things. Here, instead of gathering resources, you're uh, gathering cards and you're building up a deck from which you draw cards and play cards and okay. get more cards and so on. Yeah. I played Risk a lot when I was growing up. That was my favorite board game when I was playing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like to think I'm a board game aficionado, although I haven't really played many board games recently. But yeah, those three games were, uh, were alien mm -hmm. to me. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to pull on that thread about board game because I thought that was one commonality we had. But then just roll it back a little bit. You mm -hmm. mentioned ultimate frisbee, right? So I don't know many people yes. who play ultimate frisbee. So what got you into this game? First of all, so I'm pretty sure for the some of the listeners of this recording who are in India may or may not even know what ultimate frisbee is. So why don't you just describe what that is and then tell us how or mm -hmm. what aspects of it attracted you to it and what made you start playing it? OK. So first, let me give you a spiel of what Ultimate Frisbee is. It is a team sport. There are two teams. Um, and, and in a field, you, there, uh, you play in a field. There are two end zones. And the goal of a team is to pass the Frisbee uh, among your teammates and catch it in your end zone. So you start on one end zone, and you throw passes to your teammates uh, until one of your teammates catches it in the other end zone, in which case you get a point. The other team is trying to defend. So you're not allowed to run with the Frisbee. If you, if you have the Frisbee, then you're, you're stopped at a, uh, at a point and you're waiting to pass the Frisbee to someone. If the Frisbee ever hits the ground or someone from the uh, opposing, opposing team catches the Frisbee or like uh, hits the Frisbee to the ground, then possession changes and now they have the Frisbee. And now they want to pass it to your end zone and so on. So um, that's how the gameplay proceeds. Uh, in practice, there's um, uh, I like this game. So I got into Frisbee primarily because I like to watch how a Frisbee flies. 
like throwing a frisbee is very aesthetically soothing to me. You can um, throw it in many different ways, and um, this was I this was, like I just it was love at first sight. I started I first started throwing a frisbee in Boston at that summer camp, but then I just wanted to do that over and over. Um, in in practice, it involves a lot of running, and um, there are more still versions of this game, but that's uh, ultimate frisbee. No, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I've I've tried to throw frisbees, and it looks easy, but it's not. It's a really, really hard thing to it throw. Definitely, is hard. It's hard. It's it's a way. I mean, when you look at it, being thrown over, what's it like? You're throwing a plate around, right? But it's all in the wrist. It's all mm -hmm. in the motion. You know, there is an angle, the flight could be taken off, there's the curve, you're passing it to some people. So it takes a lot of practice, right? So how, how long do you, like, do you practice mm -hmm. on the regular basis? I'm guessing you do, right? So how much do you practice? Are you part of a league or are you just playing socially? So I guess the question is twofold. One is how long do you practice? And then when you actually play, do you play as part of a league or is it just like a gully cricket or a gully frisbee kind of a thing? Mm. Um, I, so... I have been playing Ultimate Frisbee for, okay, I first played Ultimate Frisbee in 2016, so I think seven years ago now. Um, that was just at this uh, summer camp. Uh, back in India, I didn't get many, uh, I wasn't able to convince many of my friends to also play with me because like you really need a group of people to play Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, so that sort of uh, dropped down, but then when I got back to the US, I got back again into Ultimate Frisbee. I'm currently, playing part of a league it is sort of recreational it's not super serious but uh there there still are games that are every like three times a week we uh like all teams meet up and you uh play and this is all late evenings so that people finish work and then come play first team um i primarily am doing it just so that i'm getting enough exercise and i like throwing crispy but um yeah it's very fun that's good, but I can imagine being in Buffalo. There's uh, just you know you can only do it during certain parts of the year, right? I can't imagine. Or do you actually play yes. when it's cold? Or do you? Or are you limited to like just uh, uh, spring to fall? There's some indoor. Oh, indoor. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's some so indoor facilities that people book for league events specifically. Yeah. So that's good. So you, sounds like this is something you can do throughout the year, right? So it also sounds like you found like a good sporting mm -hmm. passion. Uh, that, that's good because, you know, in India for all its good things is not really a culture that uh, promotes sports as something you need to do. Sure, you run around a little bit, but mm -hmm. even only recently do you, is cricket looked at like a profession, like others not so much, right? So there's all more mm -hmm. emphasis on education. So I'm, I'm happy to See that you sort of expanded from that and are learning a game that is, uh, you know, unique, not unique to India, I would say. So that that's that's awesome, and it's a good thing that you can play with it the whole year round, right? That that's other thing. So that's awesome. So I think that's good. So I think what we'll do next is we'll just uh, swap threads for a little bit now. This is all again in the spirit mm -hmm. of getting to know you better. So I'm just going to ask you a series of um, either or questions. And again, there's nothing embarrassing mm -hmm. in them. I'll give you a choice. You give me an answer. I might pull on the thread a little bit just to dive into that, but that's all it is, right? So um, mm -hmm. let's start with first one. Okay, so iPhone or Android? 
Android, hundred percent. Android, hundred percent. Okay. What's your latest phone of choice? What what phone do you currently use? Pixel. I am very pro Pixel just because it looks cleaner. Okay. So not not like the Samsung UI, more of the authentic, clean Android experience that Pixel gives you, right? That's yeah. Yeah. And do exactly. you do you find yourself upgrading often or when do you like what are you like the one of those that need the latest phone every year? So now six pixel six a pixel sevens out. Do you find yourself upgrading to that? Or is it like okay, my phone's about to die? I need a new phone, let me go find the latest pixel. What's it like? What's the cadence like for you? I feel uh so right now I'm on a student budget and I keep my phone as long as possible. I feel that like in the future, when I start making more money, I could see myself updating my phone more regularly. Okay. Just yeah. for Same something. Budget. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Okay, cool. All right. Um, next question: Beer or wine? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I should have mentioned. Beer, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent beer. I was going to say that the next sort of questions. If I give you an odd, you have to pick one of the two. You can't say pass or none of the two. I realize you have this question. If you don't drink. Mm -hmm. But beer or wine, like so. Do you have a what kind of beer? Do you like pale ales? Do you like lager? Do you like wheat beers? Do you like flavored beers? What's your what's your poison? I like uh, I like IPAs, and one of the reasons I would prefer beer or wine is okay. Two reasons. Firstly, I think wines uh, most of the wines are too sweet for me, and uh, secondly, um, it is much easier to be a beer connoisseur than a wine connoisseur. Just because beer, being a beer connoisseur is cheaper, and um, I primarily like um, IPAs that are more citrusy and like very hoppy IPAs. That's okay. my drink of choice. Okay. Are there any local breweries in Buffalo that you are rather attached to or fond of? Buffalo has two uh, bigger local breweries. I have uh, my favorite drinks from both of those breweries. Um, they. I haven't actually visited them, but I, yeah, it's it's still a nice city. I was in Vermont um, this past summer for a different plant summer camp, and um, Vermont, uh, Burlington in particular, has a whole bunch of really nice breweries, and we were able to sample a whole bunch of different beers from those yep. breweries. Um, next question: WhatsApp or any other messaging app? I would say Facebook Messenger, just because a lot more of my friends are uh, use Facebook Messenger. I think currently WhatsApp is only used by uh, family members and other people I know from India, while all my American slash European friends are more likely to use Facebook Messenger. Can I just say I am so surprised to hear that because my experience mm -hmm. with Facebook in general, like the whole Facebook ecosystem, again, I know WhatsApp is part of Facebook, but the Facebook Messenger ecosystem mm -hmm. is Facebook is for the old people, right? And when I say old people, even one generation above me, right? Yes. So to hear that, yes, you are finding so maybe it's like a circular loop coming back where Facebook is so detested by my generation, but the, for the younger generation like yourself, <laughs> and now okay, let's find a new thing. So I find that fascinating. But yeah, uh, that that's very interesting that you guys are actually on. You young guys are actually on Facebook messaging. That's just very fascinating for me. Um, so very. I think that's. I think that's funny. Go ahead. So um, I like. 
I feel so people in my generation definitely use a lot of Facebook Messenger, but one generation below me, so kids who are currently in school, do not use Facebook Messenger, and they're now like more Snapchat and Instagram kind uh, kind of people. And like so, it it is surprising to me that like people uh, younger than me are no longer using Facebook because uh, growing up, I felt like Facebook was the go-to social media platform. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. So it sounds like it's skipping generations, where right? every alternate generation seems to rediscover. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can have an entire podcast dedicated to that. So, exactly. Uh, but you mentioned the, your younger generation, and which leads me to my next question. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram, primarily because um, I, A, I don't use TikTok. Um, uh, and B, the only reason I use Instagram is because a lot of uh, comics post comics on Instagram, and I like uh, reading their comics. So I'm not big into posting pictures or posting videos or snaps or uh, any of that sort. So like my primary use case is looking at comics, which is what Instagram is good for. So you don't okay. So you don't really post, but you're using it to consume more than post. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, it is speaking of comics, the very next question is book or a movie? Movie, just because it's shorter. I feel if I was reading a book, I would get, um, like, I get very hooked on to something. So, like, if I want to start it, then I want to finish it. Then, so I would then just, like, if I start a book, then I would just spend hours trying to finish the book. And that takes a lot more time and the movie will consume the same story in three hours or shorter. Okay. Um, I wasn't sort of, the question wasn't like, is it a movie about the book? But it's more like if you're giving the choice and you have free time, would you rather read a book, any book, mm -hmm. or would you rather go watch a movie? And so you're saying because of the time thing, movie would be your preference, right? Um, yes. Uh, I also just haven't been reading much these years because like, I'm reading a lot of things for work, and then okay. when I'm not working, I don't want to read anything more. Uh, that's fair. You want to stay away from that that medium because you associate that with work, right? That yeah. makes sense. So, what's uh, mm -hmm. what's the most uh, any interesting movie you've seen this year in the past couple of years? What's the most interesting movie you've seen this year? So, I've recently been getting a lot into anime or animated movies, and. Um, the most recent movie was uh, Suzume, that was an anime movie by Makoto Shinkai that was in theaters, uh, I think, in April or May. I think it was in theaters in May, and I was really, I really liked that movie. I liked the graphics and the storyline, and that's my, yeah, I'm big into anime movies right now. I can give you a whole long list of a lot of anime movies to watch. But, yeah. Is this like a recent thing or has, have you always had like this like you anime but only now are you finding the means to watch them? Have you always liked anime or is it like a new liking that you have? Um, I have liked, I think I've always, I've liked anime at least all through high school and college and so on. But like when I got to the U, got to US, I had Crunchyroll uh, as a platform that you can just subscribe to and that you just have access to a whole bunch of anime, which I did not have in India. In India, you have to go to these different websites to try and get anime. But yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, I don't watch anime, but I know a lot of folks that do. So it's mm -hmm. fascinating. Um, okay, so next question, uh, similar to the whole movie thing. 
Netflix or something else? Mm -hmm. Uh, Crunchyroll, same, uh, like, uh, similar response. Uh, just, yeah. And is like an anime specific I thing? Is there, anime. Is, there an, is there an anime specific platform, the one that you mentioned? Yes, it okay. basically only has anime. And, only has um, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so just keeping, keeping to the entertainment theme, Bollywood music or English music? Mm -hmm. English music. Uh, so I would say Bollywood music in uh, from 2000 to 2010, and English music nowadays. Okay. There, there was an era where Bollywood music was really good, but I don't really like Bollywood music nowadays. That's that's fair. Everyone's everyone's got a choice. So if you were to open up your music app on your phone right now, right, and you go mm -hmm. to the song that's currently playing, either in pause or about to play. What song is that? Mm -hmm. Let's see. It is currently Temple of Thought by Poets of the Fall. Poets of the Fall is currently my favorite band, and I listen to them almost all the time. And this is one of their songs. They're a, what, they're a Scandinavian, right? They're a Norwegian or a Finnish band? Yes, they're they are from Finland. Yeah. OK. I was close. So Scandinavian. So OK. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't um, Listen much to them, but interesting. So, um, okay, next one. Now this is this should be a little bit closer to home. So it is pav bhaji or idli dosa. Mm, that's hard. Let's see. I would say idli dosa, and the only reason I'm saying this right now is because in Buffalo there isn't really a lot of good South Indian food. So I have been craving South Indian food for a long time now. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Your heart wants what it doesn't get, right? So that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So yeah. here's a a hotcake question, right? And you can interpret this in mm -hmm. any one: zombies or ghosts? Ghosts. Okay. I feel um, zombies. If a zombie showed up in front of me, I would be very scared. That it's like I think a zombie can hurt you physically. Well, depending on your version of ghosts, yeah, like your ghosts might not be even able to touch you. So, so do you believe in ghosts then? I do not believe in ghosts, but I also do not believe in zombies. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, are you afraid of ghosts? You said you sort of answered that, right? If you suddenly encounter them, you would be afraid of them, or would you be more curious to know more about them? I I, I feel all the, so. In all the movies that you see ghosts, I feel like if I was in that exact scenario, I would like not be scared. I would just like be more curious as to what is happening and probably just freeze and not like react in the abject error that like the actors are reacting in. Um, if I if a ghost comes in front of me, I'll probably just be like, "What's happening?" and like not like run away in fear. I guess yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, and since you are a student, forced to do work on your own, living in a student environment, the next question is: mm -hmm. wash dishes or wash clothes? Oh, 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 a hundred percent wash clothes. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, wash clothes is easy. You just put everything. Yeah, I mean, I 
I'm happy to do it. It's just it feels like more work because like what for washing dishes, it's not just the washing dishes part. It's like you know you have to uh, wash the dishes and you have to dry them and then put them back in the appropriate places. It's like more process for washing clothes. You put things in the um, like you put things in the washing machine, you put things in the dryer, and when you take things off, you get these like really nice, warm, nice smelling clothes, and that like that 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 gives you pleasure. But like the dish, like after end fat end goal of washing dishes does not give me as much pleasure as the end goal of washing clothes. I, I hear you, um, and I agree with you because one of the other things is you don't have to wash clothes every day, depending on what stuff. Washing dishes, you have to do yeah. every day. Right? That thing is important. Cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was great. So those 10 questions, either or. So now I want to switch to a different section. So this is where the competitive nature comes in. The next section is what I call mm -hmm. on points based on your knowledge. Uh, and I'll use those points mm -hmm. to sort of compete against everyone else I talk to in this series, right? So I gave you like mm -hmm. uh, I think eight different categories, and I asked you to pick mm -hmm. of them. But I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm going to okay. ask you eight questions total. Okay. Mm -hmm. you, you then have a choice of picking four categories, and on which I ask mm -hmm. two questions from each category. Okay. And you mm -hmm. get two points per question answer. So total of 16 points. Okay. That's the option okay. one. Option two is I go through all categories. And I ask you one question from each category, but then you get three points for each correct question for a total of 24 points. So do you want to go option A, which is you pick Ooh. the categories you like, or would you like to go option B, which is one question from each category? I think I'll go option A, because I think there are definitely some categories which I'm 100% sure I will not be able to answer questions from. Arya <laughs> has picked the categories of entertainment, sports, Technology and surprise. Uh, two questions from each and two points for each correct answer. Ready? And you can take your time. You know, I'm not going to time you anything like that. You can think about it for a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's start with entertainment. Question number one Which movie won the Oscar for the best picture this year? The, okay. This uh, is definitely the wrong answer, but I would say The Revenant because that's the last. Best uh, oh. movie I remember from yeah. Oscars. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. This year it's uh, everything, everywhere, mm -hmm. all at once. That was oh, Adam they Finch. did win the Oscars. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, nice. Okay, cool. So zero points there. That's okay. We're just getting started. Um, second question on entertainment. Now, so that was more Hollywood. Now this is more Bollywood. Okay, so Shah Rukh mm -hmm. Khan released two movies this year one of them was Patan. can you name the second one okay i have no clue so i'm once again going to guess the last movie that i remember Shahrukh Khan doing this is definitely not from this year but dear zindagi oh dear zindagi is like at least 10 years ago <laughs> that was with uh, alia but no his movie this year is jawan so i don't even know if you heard of it oh jawan was Shahrukh Khan yeah yeah okay so your yeah. points in entertainment right so now maybe you're rethinking how you should must have tried your luck at all the categories you <laughs> it okay uh let's move on to sports now okay so this one should be really mm -hmm. easy 
where are the next summer olympics going to be held i would say london 2024 no london was wait, i think london was 2012 next year next year it's paris it's paris in 2024 oh it's paris yeah it's paris wait and is moscow the 2028 Mos- I don't know what's in 2028, so you can't ask me questions. That's the way it goes. <laughs> um, second question: Who won this year's Tour de France? And you can either give me the name of the cyclist, or you can give me the name of the team that he represents. You can even give me the country he comes from. I'll accept anything because I know it's very specific. We don't like cycling, mm-hmm. but Tour de France is the biggest cycling event, right? So. Yes, yes. I will say Lance Armstrong is too old for this. So not Lance oh, Armstrong. Lance, I would Lance guess. Ah, uh, that's not my guess. My, my, my guess is. Let's see. I will say America. For the country. For the country, um, surprisingly, if we look at. Tour de France, and if you discount Armstrong's victories because he was doped up, the last time an American mm-hmm. won Tour de France was in 1990 something. Where now? Forget the guy's name, but yeah, there hasn't, there hasn't been an American winner. This year's winner was Norwegian Jonas Vingegaard from the Jumbo Visma cycling team. But yeah, oh. uh, yeah, it, it's just put out because nice. he beat the period. Okay. And then you so zero point four sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's now move on to the next, which is technology. So hopefully this should be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, true or false? Let's see. True or false? Bitcoin is the same as blockchain. False. Okay, good. Two points there. Finally, um, seeing technology or math, so this again might be very close to you. What does GPT in Chat GPT stand for? Oh, interesting. Uh, I would say something, something technology. Let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hmm. So that technology was still incorrect. The T does not stand for technology. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no clue. So I'm going to make something up. Uh, okay. general processing training very very close it is generative pre-trained transformer generative ooh pre-trained transformer right it's all math models thing is mm. you're training them on math models nice. cool okay so you're still on two points in technology so now let's go to the last mm-hmm. category which is a surprise category um the surprise category mm-hmm. that i chosen for you is the burve family so i'm going to ask you some questions mm-hmm. about the burve family and they're all in names um so can you name reema's daughter let's see uh short answer is no, no. and <laughs> i guess i couldn't try to make up names for this so yeah yeah I guess no, that, that just yeah that just tells you should be there because I wouldn't have known if I hadn't met her too so you know I just want to throw it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, something a little bit so the next question something a little bit more recent. 
-hmm. Right? You know that Rohan and Ankita are getting married in December. You probably heard of mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll throw you a bone here, right? Um, this is actually a total of two points, but I'll give, I'm willing to give you four points for this. If you can name mm -hmm. fiancés, two points for naming Rohan and Ankita's fiancés, whom they're going to get married. Two points for each. Let's see. Ankita's fiancé, I definitely... Oh, wait, no. I saw a Facebook post recently. Let's see. Uh, I saw a Facebook post recently. Let's see. You should remember this. Um, okay, does it start with N? Who's fiance? Ankita's fiance? Ankita's fiance. No, it does not start with an N. Okay. Uh, I think I'll. I think I'll skip again. I, 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 I don't okay. this. Yeah. So you know, obviously they're going to hear it, so they are not going to likely not knowing the name. So I think mm -hmm. immediately after you should post a message to just congratulate them, just so that they know about you. And Ankita's fiance. So you got a grand total of two points, but at least you got on the board. So that's one good thing I can tell about you. Um, I'm yes. going to try and keep the questions same sort of hardness just to make it mm -hmm. competitive. Um, but yeah, cool. So I think that was good, right? This was the competitive part. So we are coming to the end now. Yeah. Right? I know we've been talking for a while. So now I'll just uh, last, just you know, last couple of seconds. I'll just ask you, just like either or questions. I'm going to ask you some yes no questions. There could be some sense of uh, embarrassment in here. But I'm not going to pull the thread. Mm -hmm. I ask you a question, you say okay. yes or no, and we move on. No judgment, no pause. Other people will okay. be here giving you ask you details, but I'm not going to. Okay? All right. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Question number one Have you ever faked sick from work? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Have you ever smoked a cigarette? Have you ever spent a night in jail? No. Have you ever cheated on a test? Yes. Have you ever peed in a pool, swimming pool? No. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Have you ever marched in a protest? Yes. Have you ever recycled your underwear? And by that I mean wore them again without washing. Yes. Have you thrown up on someone? Not that I remember. I don't okay. say no. Okay, no. Then the last one is Have you ever lied to a friend's parent to save the friend from trouble? Yes. Good. Yeah, everyone's answer to that should be yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's, <laughs> a, 
want to dance a quick questions you know want to dance so i think that's pretty much it mm -hmm. right i I'm, I'm, i think you've told a lot about your interests your school your college what you do the either of been really good um so now i'm going to give you the floor and talk to you about your burby class challenge right so if there was one person mm -hmm. from this extended family that you would want to appear on a recording like this who would that be mm -hmm. uh i would like atul zog to be the next person because i um really so he always has like a lot of like very interesting thoughts and ideas and discussions and i think like whenever he has like a lot of debates in burve uh gatherings and so on those are like sort of like my favorite parts of uh these parties where we go into a big philosophical discussion about different things and i think like i would like to see him on this podcast okay well uh akulzo if you are listening to this podcast you are next again no promises to i don't know if and when i can get him because he is obviously busy about to marry mm -hmm. his younger daughter but i'll try right um but related to that mm -hmm. just so that he can start to prepare for the for this podcast if there was one question you could ask him what would that question be what would you like to ask a coach hmm. um i would say i would like to ask him how he got into mindfulness because i know he was he has been talking to my mom at least a bit about mindfulness and i want to know how he like got into learning more about this in the first place okay so that is the question i have noted uh, now he has ample amount of time to prepare for it so i come and see prepared so atul zo you are on the hook and i'm going to try and get you again not next but i'm going to try and get you sometime so um one last thing before we go uh, where can the listeners find you you know what you know if they want to reach out to you obviously they have your number on whatsapp but i know you are on facebook so mm -hmm. what's your where can they reach you uh i think uh calling me on whatsapp or texting me on whatsapp is the easiest way to reach me and, yeah. okay awesome arya i can't thank you enough for giving me this time i know it's never easy to you know open up about yourself can't thank you enough hopefully this was fun experience for you i learned a lot about you you know and because the whole mm -hmm. point of the show uh, but i hope it was a fun experience for you and thanks a lot for uh, coming on Thanks for having me. This was also a very fun experience. I really like how um how much thought you put into this and this was very well organized and thanks so much for this. Yeah. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to sharing more stories from more members of the Burwe family in the future. Until next time, this is your host Amaya saying bye for now. Adventures of war with the nature revealed and our chances flowing by If I can let the memory heal I will remember you with me on that field When I Yeah
Too late if we arrive at all And then we're caught up 